Yeah, so, you know, today's message, I'm going to be talking more, uh, I'm going to be sharing more about what we're doing at Louisville, and uh, Jason gave us a really great overview. Um, but, uh, you know, so today's message is called On Mission. And when you hear that phrase, uh, as Jason was sharing, uh, maybe you have particular ways that you've thought about mission. Um, what comes to mind when you think about mission? For me, uh, there's kind of two things. One is either uh, evangelism, spreading the word of God, telling people the gospel uh, to people who don't know it. And uh, or number two, uh, helping kind of the poorest of the poor, uh, right? Ministry to, to widows and orphans, you know, the least of these, as it says in scripture. And so I was a little bit confused on this mission trip. Uh, when we got there the first day, and, and again, again, we didn't really know exactly what we were going to do until we got there. And so the first night that we got there, uh, they sat us down and they were talking to us about what we're going to be doing that week. And they told us, uh, you know, that we're going to be helping, you know, build these houses and we're going to be going to all these different ministries. And they kept talking about people who were living on mission. They're like, oh, you're going to build this house. You know, it's this, uh, uh, it's this person who's doing a campus ministry, and they're going to be living on mission. And, you know, you're going to go into this neighborhood where uh, there's a couple that they're on staff at a church, and they're going to be living in that community on mission. And so I think a lot of us had that question. We're like, what does that mean to live on mission? And, you know, they're like, oh, well, you know, they're going to be living in that community. They're going to be living missionally. And, you know, they're going to be uh, sort of representing Christ to that neighborhood. And I'll be really honest with you. For a moment, I was like, wait, is this missions? Like, what? why are we here? You know, because it, it didn't fit my concept of what missions was supposed to be. Right. Those two uh, kind of categories. And so, you know, maybe there's like a little bit of judgment on my part. It's like, are these people who are, okay, like seriously, this is like very, (laughs) it's very judgmental. But in the back of my mind, I was like, okay, so we're going to build a house for a family that's going to, they're just going to live in a community, right? Like that's their house now. And, you know, some of the communities are poor. Some of them are, you know, refugee communities. Some of them are, you know, it's like a college campus. It actually was a very nice neighborhood. And uh, uh, it was in the city, uh, but not particularly poor. Um, and so I'm like, are they just getting a free house? You know, uh, what does this mean to live on mission? And I think for uh, for myself and probably a lot of us, our concept of what mission is was really broadened on this trip. And so when you think about that word mission, uh, it's a word we use in the church a lot. Um, It's a word that gets used in, in, if if you're in California or out west, there's a lot of places that are called missions, right? And they're just kind of like geographic places or they're like really old looking buildings and stuff like that. And those were old mission houses that, you know, the missionaries out there built. And now it doesn't really mean anything anymore. But when you use that word in actual everyday life, what does that mean to you? When you say, I am on a mission. You ever go to the grocery store or you go to Target and you're on a mission? You're not just at Target to just wander the aisles and just get anything that catches your eye, right? Like, oh, maybe I'll buy something, maybe I won't. And you're just kind of browsing, but you're on a mission. What does that mean? It means you're there for a purpose, 
right? You have a very specific purpose. And the other thing that I think it means is not just a purpose, but it's important, right? I'm on a mission to get diapers. Oh, man, if I don't get those diapers, there will be trouble, (laughs) right? I'm on a mission to get food for my family. If we, we don't eat, then bad things will happen. You know, uh, what, what, does it happen, what does it mean in the military? What does it mean, uh, you know, for a company to be on a mission? We mean there's a purpose. We mean that it's something important. And so what we saw throughout this trip is a lot of ways that people were living on mission. They were leave, living on purpose. And they were living to be a blessing to other people. I wanted to uh, show you uh, one of the ministries that we got to go to. And uh, by the way, uh, another thing that you should know about Louisville is Louisville is a very Christian city. I mean, there are churches everywhere. I heard it's like, I mean, you know, I I don't know if there's real hard facts to back this up, but it's like one of the most Christian cities that you'll ever go to, right? Like, Like lots of people go to church, you know, people would just say, God bless you just very easily, you know, it's a very common thing. Uh, And so what does it mean to do missions in a city where a lot of people are Christian? Or at least they know about Christ already. You're not telling them anything new. But what we saw were there are a lot of people who are living on mission in maybe different ways that we normally think about it. So this is a bakery that we went to. It's called Scarlet's Bakery. And it says, uh, it's really hard to see that, that inlaid, uh, there's inlaid text that Tori's taking a picture of there um, on the brick wall. And it says, we don't hire people to bake cupcakes. We bake cupcakes to hire people. And, and I want to show you is, is, oh man, their food was delicious. It was really good. But Scarlet's Bakery uh, is a part of a ministry called Scarlet's Hope. And what Scarlet's Hope does is they go into uh, adult entertainment establishments like strip clubs. Uh, they, they, they go to people who are working in the sex industry. And they get these women out of those industries and they give them work at a bakery. And so all of the staff at Scarlet's Bakery, they're all women. They're all people who you know, were on the streets or were in this industry before. And now they're working there. And, you know, uh, I, I actually wanted to, <laughs> I had a screenshot of the Yelp review. I didn't put this up there, but it was four and a half stars, right? <laughs> it was really good food, really good coffee. And I have to say that for me, one of the most spiritual experiences was being in this bakery for me. Not because it was uh, good, like cinnamon rolls, because the, the cinnamon rolls were fantastic, and, and I was, apparently they get like specialty coffee that, that is only made for them, and it was really good coffee, but I was just in that bakery, and these women, you know, they're smiling, and they're talking to us, and you know, I, I hear them in the back, and they're laughing, and they're, they're having a good time, and I think just the, the thought occurred to me, where would they be? If they weren't here, this is mission. This is a ministry, right? And it was awesome. And, and I have to say that one of the things that was very impressive to us is, is there are people who are doing these ministries. And, you know, to us, maybe to, to someone on Yelp, I mean, there are a couple negative reviews because there always are on Yelp. Some people were like, the cinnamon roll was too dry. And I'm like, what's wrong with you? Do you not see the bigger picture? But to most people, they just see a bakery. If you just, you'd be like, oh yeah, that's a good bakery. 
Not a perfect bakery, but a really good bakery. So Forrest, the guy who was uh, our, our kind of our, uh, project manager, if you will, um, he's a guy who has been involved in, in missions for years. And uh, he went to seminary, uh, got training as a pastor. But really, the past few years, he's been building buildings. Um, that's his job. He, he flips buildings. He renovates neighborhoods. And he actually was behind uh, the building of Scarlet's Bakery. That was his team that did that. You know, And so for us, we just see a bakery. But this is mission, right? It's for a purpose. And you know, it, it, I think one of the things that we noticed were a lot of these ministries were done really well. I mean, it's, it's not just, hey, because I think, you know, for me, my concept of missions is like, oh, you know, it's the thought that counts. Like any, anything that you do, it helps, right? So if they're like, you know, crappy cinnamon rolls or bad coffee or just like shoddy, you know, carpentry, like, oh, those women should just be glad to have a job or, you know, like, like they, they mean well. But it was like a really nice bakery. And, and we went to, uh, oh, I'll, I'll tell you about this in, in a second, but... Uh, uh, this is a picture of the food that we ate at the table, and uh, it's gourmet food. It's farm to table, um, and the prices are really, really affordable. But like uh, Jason was saying, on the uh, you can see this on the bottom of their um, of their menu. It says prices are suggestions only. Pay what you can, pay with your time, and it's gotten a lot of attention, not just because of this model, but also because it's good food. Right, and, and there's so much care. There's so much love. There's so much, you know, like food is just a blessing. And it's not like, hey, you know, we, we just got any old food. We got the cheapest food. But we are making good food, farm-to-table food for people in this community. It, it's a community that's, uh, it's the Portland Avenue uh, community in Louisville. Um, it is a lower-income uh, community. Uh, and... Um, Apparently, you know, just like a lot of cities, there's, uh, you know, a lot of places that have been kind of abandoned and, you know, things have happened to those communities. And Portland Avenue actually, uh, unlike some of the other neighborhoods, happens to be uh, mostly white, mostly white, lower class. And uh, it's not the best neighborhood. Uh, Forrest said he used to work out of that neighborhood. And uh, uh, like uh, one of the stores that's right next to uh, the, the building where they have uh, the table, um, there was like a shootout outside. He's like, you can still see bullet holes there. While we were there, actually the police were called because two people were fighting outside and it was getting really violent. And so, not the best neighborhood. But they have this, you know, diners, drive-ins, and dives featured restaurant, gourmet food in this neighborhood for anyone who would want to come. Right? And I feel like a lot of these ministries, they are living on Purpose, right? They are living on mission. Uh, we were talking about the, the Maya collect. Oh, sorry. Um, this place. This. Uh, oh, sorry. Uh, this is the Hope Place, and uh, here, um, this is an after-school program that they do there. Uh, Jason was telling you that there's a lot of refugees that live in this neighborhood. They said that um, in that neighborhood uh, and in this community center, there's over a hundred languages that are spoken. And uh, th- this place was, it's a repurposed Baptist church. 
Uh, so it's an old historical Baptist church that was kind of declining, and uh, a, a church bought it, and they made it into this ministry. There, there are some church groups that meet there. They have an after-school program. Uh, I don't know if you can see those pictures. It's kind of hard to see. But it's a very, very diverse <laughs> group of people because they're just from all over the world. And uh, Imago Dei means made in the image of God. And there were all these children there because they were about to start school the next day and the teachers were getting ready and there's these uh, kids, uh, you know, roaming around. All of the directors of the whole place, they've all adopted children from other countries, um, you know, some from Africa and different places. And we got to meet some of their families and it was really cool. Um, they, they, they do this thing, the Maya uh, Collective, which is what Jason was talking about, where they get these women uh, who... Uh, it's hard for them to get jobs here in America, um, but they uh, do crafts together. And it's hard to see the schedule, but I just wanted to show you that it's very intentional. They have like a Bible time. They have Bible small groups. They go to their crafting groups. They, they do all these things. And so it is a ministry. And some of these women are from countries where, you know, they're not Christian. You know, they're Muslim or those different kinds of things. And they're very intentional about, you know, uh, not just bringing the gospel, not just being like, hey, God bless you. Well, I hope you, you know, have a good life but actually teaching them skills and actually helping them to uh, support their families. And so, you know, they make these crafts, they're beautiful crafts, and they sell them at flea markets in different places. Um, uh, Jason was talking about this place where, uh, because they asked the community, what is it that you need? How can we be a blessing to this community? And so there were a lot of Muslim women that could not be, uh, they couldn't go to gyms uh, to work out. And they created a safe place for them to go work out, to just be with other women. So they had this sign that said, women only beyond this point, no video recording or photos allowed. And uh, Tracy, who works at the Hope Place and was one of our guides for that week, uh, she made sure that nobody was upstairs and then she gave us a tour. And David and I were very uncomfortable because we're like, the sign, the sign said, you know. And so, you know, we, we did go on the tour up there uh, we were assured it was okay, but I didn't take any pictures up there because I'm like, that, that's a sign. It's very clear, right? No, no photos. And, but it, it, everything here was very intentional. Again, all these things are done with purpose. And, and almost every single place we went to was a different kind of ministry. No ministry was alike. No ministry was the same. And by the way, this is not all through Crossroads Missions. These were all separate ministries with separate churches, with different individuals involved. Crossroads kind of partners with these ministries and gives us a chance to see them. But these are different people who had different passions. God gave them different visions of how they could serve their communities, how they could bless people, how they could build the kingdom. And so these are different people living this out. Right, the, the table is run by a church, and and uh, uh, so you know we met the pastor. He's actually a United Methodist pastor, uh, and they run a ministry out of the back of the building. Um, but during the day, they run the table, and the pastor comes and he washes dishes with us, uh, and uh, his wife is kind of the person who runs the whole kitchen, and and kind of like runs the whole place. And uh, you know, even when we were in that uh, uh, place where they were. Uh, we were building the house for the, the couple that was just going to live in this neighborhood and they were going to be a blessing to this neighborhood. Every single uh, two by four, every single uh, piece of wood that was built um, had a scripture on it and somebody had prayed over that piece of wood. 
And when we met the people who said they were doing missional living, I mean, they really were living missionally in terms of their whole life was about blessing people. Uh, Tracy was at Hope Place, and Tracy, uh, I, I don't know if you saw her before, um, this, this uh, blonde young woman, and uh, she is going to be placed in that neighborhood by Hope Place um, to live missionally. And when we went there, <laughs> uh, like all these kids were like coming up to her and hugging her. They're like, oh, Miss Tracy. And, you know, um, and like, like uh, she was like talking to all these people about the different ministries they were doing. And like, oh, Tracy, how long have you been here? She's like, uh, like about a month. It's like a month. <laughs> like everything was very intentional. Everything like like she was there to bless people. She was there to be a blessing to this community. She really had a passion for it. She wanted to live in that community. And to continue being a blessing to that community. And so uh, I wanted to uh, talk about the scripture. Oh, and by the way, this is a prayer room in the whole place. And because there are so many countries that are represented, they're very intentional about saying we are for the nations. Uh, Everywhere you see different flags, you see uh, 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 maps and, you know, globes and, you know, pictures of the world. And so, yeah, they're just the, the message is loud and clear. We are for the nations. And so, oh, there's the food again. <laughs> um, this is the hotel that we stayed at. And before I, I talk about this, uh, uh, our, our experience at the hotel, uh, I wanted to look at that scripture that we were talking about, uh, that we read before. Continue steadfastly in prayer, being watchful in it with thanksgiving. At the same time, pray also for us that God may open to us a door for the word. I think that this is what it means to be on mission. To be watchful, right? To be watchful, uh, to be prayerful when you are living your life. To look at and to ask God, God, where are you opening a door for mission? Where are you opening a door that I can be a blessing to other people? Um, To declare the mystery of Christ on account of which I am in prison, that I may make it clear which is how I ought to speak. Walk in wisdom toward outsiders, making the best use of the time. Let your speech always be gracious, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how you ought to answer each person. So this is, I think, the coolest thing about the trip. I don't think there's a single thing that we did in Louisville that can't be done here. We didn't have to go halfway across the world to see mission. right? We went to a city, just a normal American city, where there's mission happening all around us. Right? And it's not always just the traditional, hey, here's a tract, let, let me tell you about how not to go to hell, right? Or, I mean, you know, definitely working with the poor and working with uh, the least of these is definitely a missional thing. Spreading the gospel is definitely a missional thing. But being a blessing to your city, looking for the places where you see brokenness, where you see opportunities to serve, where you see opportunities to love with the love of Jesus, right? To see the need. I mean, that's where a lot of these things came from. Scarlet's Hope, right? People saw a need. And so they're like, hey, you know, let's not just get them off the street, but let's think of a way where we can actually get them uh, a, a job, right? Where they can make money, you know? Um, this place that, uh, uh, the hotel, the Hotel Louisville. Um, you know, let's uh, help people who are in addiction. Let's help people who are homeless. Let's help people who have been incarcerated. But it's really hard for them to get in the job force. So 
you know, part of the ministry is not just giving them a place to stay and giving them programs here, but the whole ministry was actually the hotel itself. And so all of the staff, uh, for the most part, there are people that they're trying to help. The, many of them were people who have been recovering from uh, drug addictions, uh, alcohol addictions, um, who have been incarcerated. And, and so through this ministry, they're teaching them how to serve in a hotel, right? From the security to the, the concierges to the people who turn down your rooms, they're all people that this ministry has helped. And so... One of the things that I think for me that that it's broadened my view is, but do we have the eyes to see mission? And what does it mean to live missionally? I think what it means is to live on purpose, right? Mission, it's those two things. It, It is purposeful and it is important. It's where there's a need, right? It's where there is a need for love. There, where a need for people to be blessed, right? Where, where there's brokenness, there's need for healing, right? And do you have the eyes to see that? I think for a lot of us, we don't, right? We just go around every day and we don't really see it. And so the last story I want to tell you about is uh, and just one of these things, these kind of serendipitous things where... Um, Somebody on our team was able to live on mission, on purpose, and it wasn't me. <laughs> After a long day of work, um, you know, we were going to go take out some of the staff at Crossroads to this barbecue place, and then we got that, that artisanal ice cream that you saw. And you know, uh, I, we had this rule uh, during the mission trip that when we were on the work sites, that you could not use your phone, right? But we were going down to the barbecue place. And so uh, we were waiting for the van to, to come around. And so we're in the lobby. And so I do what I normally do when there's not much going on. I go on my phone, right? Not against the rules. There's nothing wrong with that, right? But I go on my phone. And while I'm on my phone, I hear Jason striking up a conversation with the security guy. So there's always a security person at the front of this hotel. It's in downtown Louisville. It is a downtown area. And so they have security there 24-7. And it was this man that, that we, an older gentleman, we had seen him uh, uh, several days before. Um, and Jason just struck up a conversation with them. Oh, hey, you know, what's your name? Oh, are you from Louisville? And just, you know, they're making small talk. And then Jason says this. He's like, hey, uh, uh, we got to get going here. But do you like barbecue? He was like, yes. I mean, th- th- I think the answer to that is always yes. Anyone not like barbecue? I'm sorry. Maybe some people here, you know, I'll pray for you if you don't like barbecue. But, but he's like, yeah, I like barbecue. He's like, hey, we'll bring you back some. He, he was like, oh, okay. Well, well, thanks. He was just kind of confused. And, and we left. We, we just, I mean, it, it didn't seem like a mission trip. When we were at the barbecue place, we just had barbecue. We, we had ice cream. And we came back and... Jason brought the barbecue. He, he got him, you know, some, uh, some pulled pork and, you know, had some sides in it. And it was really good stuff. But he hands it to him. And the guy was like, oh, my gosh, you really brought it back. He was like, yeah, this is for you. And, you know, later he tried it and he ate it. And he was like, like, like you, you totally made my day. This is the nicest thing, like, anyone's ever done for me. I'm like, the nicest thing anyone's ever done for you. You know, it's just barbecue. And, and, you know, Jason was, was being very, very uh, humble. He was like, oh, this is from the whole team. I was on my phone when this whole thing went down. So it wasn't really from me. But every time we walked by, he gave, like, each one of us a hug. 
you know? So he was so thankful. You know, and it was a little thing. You know, I mean, that guy, he's a part of a Christian mission. Did he need to hear about Jesus? You know, they got him a job, you know, which is great. And he's getting his life back on his feet. But Jason just, you know, just spontaneously found one way to bless this man. It doesn't always have to be an earth-shattering thing, right? Mission doesn't always have to be like, oh my gosh, we changed your eternal destiny. But how do you know that those little things aren't changing eternal destiny? And I'll be honest that, you know, we, we see this, uh, uh, this phrase here um, where it says, walk in wisdom toward outsiders, making the best use of the time. And for me, you know, when I saw that, you know, Jason talking to the stranger and blessing him, you know, I, I felt two things. I was like, wow, that's awesome. But I also felt a little guilty because I was on my phone. Right? And I was like, I didn't make the best use of my time. And of course, I had a million excuses. Oh, the whole day we've been serving and I was tired and I need to check my email. I don't think I was checking my email. I think it was Pokemon Go or something. Um, not spiritual at all. No excuse. But, you know, brothers and sisters, is it bad to not be always paying attention to mission? I think sometimes you can hear messages like this, and you feel so bad. You feel so guilty. You're like, hey, good for you that you guys went to Louisville. Oh, that's awesome. But I didn't go to Louisville. Right? Oh, good for you, that, or good for these ministries that they're doing all this stuff, but I'm not doing it. We feel kind of bad. We feel kind of guilty. It's like, well, what am I doing? You know, I'm at school, or I'm making money, or whatever. And brothers and sisters, I have a question for you. Could you be doing all of that on mission? Could you be doing all of that on purpose, with a purpose? Maybe it's in your job. And there's someone that you have an opportunity to bless. Doesn't always have to be in, you know, encased in a lot of Christian knees, right? You know, you, you don't always have to share the gospel with them. Maybe the gospel can be in the way that you treat them, in your words. Maybe it will open a door, right? Paul was saying, pray for, look for opportunities to declare the mystery of Christ, right? I'm not telling you not to share the gospel, but I'm telling you, if you'd never love these people at all, you won't have any opportunity to share the gospel. You know what I'm saying? Because the world has seen that. People who share the gospel, who speak the gospel, who talk about Jesus but don't live like Jesus. And in Louisville, I mean, most people, they know about Jesus. Jesus is everywhere. Most people actually believe in Jesus. But what we saw was a glimpse of people who were trying really to live like Jesus. And I'll tell you that it's not just about what we are Missing in terms of feeling bad or feeling like you're failure, feeling like you're not measuring up. It's not a measuring stick as much as a joy. I think that's that's what we all felt is seeing these ministries. It wasn't like a chore. You know, we saw these people who were doing these things because they were passionate about it. I mean, dare I say, because it brought them joy to bless other people. You know? They understood something, that making the best use of our time, doing these things on mission, on purpose, to bless the nations, to bless people around you, to share the love of Christ, that is living with a purpose. 
you ever hear people say, what is the meaning of life? You know, they want to know, what is the meaning to all of this? I got to say that I think people who are living missionally don't really ask that question. They know what the meaning is. The meaning of life is to be a blessing to other people, is to live like Christ, is to build the kingdom of God. And brothers and sisters, I don't think we need to shy away from saying that that feels good. That's a fulfilling thing. That is what you were created for, right? Blessing someone else. You know, I think that when Jason gave that guy the barbecue and the guy gave him a hug and said it was the best day of his life, I don't think Jason was like, check, I guess I did that for the kingdom of God. Or he's like, oh, I guess I had to do that. I think it felt pretty good. I think that was pretty awesome. Brothers and sisters, so, you know, there was something that in the devotionals uh, that they were talking about. They were talking about this concept of sleepwalking. That, that a lot of us, we kind of sleepwalk through life. And actually, this is just a feature of how the human mind works. You cannot pay attention to everything, right? You just can't. It would be sensory overload, right? Like, how many times did you notice that you were breathing? How many times did you notice that, um, that my shirt was white? Or, you know, did you notice the temperature? You can't pay attention to everything. You're supposed to tune things out. Otherwise, your mind would be flooded, right? Your senses would be flooded. You are supposed to tune things out. But at the same time, as we start to understand what we are being called to do, maybe we can start paying attention to the things that are important. Right, And I think that is one of the things that is very important for us in life. You ever go through life and you realize that you missed out on something important. Have you ever, you know, maybe met someone later, I don't know, like future spouse or, you know, somebody that was going to become your best friend. And you realize that you actually met them before. You met them before, but you weren't paying attention. It's not really your fault. That's just kind of what we do. That's just what our minds do. We tune out things that we don't think is important. And we didn't realize that person was actually very important. That person would become everything in my life. If I only knew, maybe I would have had more time with that person. But we weren't able to see it then. Right? What potentially are we missing out on? The blessings that we are missing out on because we are sleepwalking. Because our eyes aren't open. Brothers and sisters, how about this? As we close, I just want you to think about one thing. You know, maybe it's your family. Maybe it's your school. Maybe it's your work. Or how about this? Just right here at church. Just right here at church. We have, we're trying to get you guys to come uh, 30 minutes before service starts. And we're trying to entice you with coffee. And with good snacks. We play some music in the background. Why are we doing that? Why are we doing that? Is it because Steve doesn't want to go out and get his own coffee? Maybe. Maybe that's part of it. Maybe. That crossed my mind. Just kidding. I could get coffee somewhere else, right? Um, You know, is it because we like donuts? I mean, sometimes, you know, maybe some of you are like, I'm not coming at 1030 because I don't like donuts, you know? Brothers and sisters, that's not the point, right? We're doing it on purpose. There's a mission behind what we are doing. We are trying to give us an opportunity to be the church to each other, to give you an opportunity to bless another person, right? Maybe the next week you come, you come at 1030, and you look for somebody to bless, 
You just want to just, you know, go up to them and smile. Give them a hug. Ask them how their week is doing. You know, I don't know. Maybe even be so bold, right? Like, you're in the sanctuary. Maybe actually pray for them. Does that sound crazy? What does it mean to live on mission, to live on purpose? Maybe when we go down to eat lunch, and maybe for some of us, we actually don't stay for lunch because it's kind of intimidating or whatever. But maybe you have an opportunity to come and stay and be a part of community, to talk to someone, to bless them. Maybe, maybe you sit with someone different than you normally sit with. You talk to someone you haven't talked to. Right? Because this is the thing. We fall into patterns. That's what humans do, right? It, it, it's comfortable, right? We, we fall into patterns, and our patterns tune out some information, pay attention to others. We look for friends, we look for comfort, we look for the things we've always done, and we just fall into that groove. But as we are becoming the people of God, Brothers and sisters, we can't do that. We have to live on mission. We have to live on purpose. We have to make the best, the most of the days that have been given to us. Right? That our conversation should be sprinkled with grace. That we should be thinking about how we can bless other people. We should be looking for opportunities to share the love of Christ. And that, brothers and sisters, is a joy. Right? There's some people who are kidding around. Um, some people have been on their first mission trip. Um, and, and we didn't really know what to expect, you know, on this trip. And uh, someone was joking around. They're like, I- I'm not going on any more mission trips. I'm like, what? I thought you had an awesome experience. And they're like, yeah, this has been the best. And that's the problem. I feel like I can't beat this experience. It was just like, you know, I just want to preserve this. You know, I went, on the, went to Louisville and that was the best. You can't beat it. But brothers and sisters, I really believe that everything we did in Louisville, you can do here. You can have that experience here. What if we start dreaming about your job, about your career? I mean, you know, the cupcakes and even the restaurant, they charge money. You know, people make a living. Some some do. They do get some donations from churches. I don't want to lie. But at the same time, you know, there are people who are able to make a living. You know, Forrest, uh, he renovates some of these homes and stuff. And, you know, he does that to help support his ministry so that he can serve at Crossroads. You know, and so I'm not saying don't make money. It doesn't have to be one or the other. But what if your whole life could be a mission? What if we could start to dream that what we do can actually meet some of the needs of this world, some of the brokenness that you see around you? Maybe there's a passion. You know, the lady who had a passion for horses and saw hurting children. There's these youth, you know, uh, uh, some of them come from very troubled homes or some of them have uh, some mental disorders or eating disorders and different kinds of things. And they bring them to this ranch and they get healed by their relationship with these horses. I mean, this was a woman who loved horses. This was a woman who saw brokenness in her own life. And she's like, you know, she, she was older. She was retired. This is just what she does now. And she's like, you know what? I want to do that. I I, I think that is a place where I can see God's mission. What about you? Maybe we can just pray about that. You know, maybe we can just start to dream a little. Keep your eyes open. You don't have to answer that question now. But maybe every day and every moment, there are little opportunities. Not always big ones, but little opportunities for you to live on mission. 
Uh, praise team, could you come up? Why don't we pray together? And, and just give you a moment. Uh, you don't have to, you know, maybe there's some way that God has been speaking to you in this message and you want to continue that prayer. Maybe you just want to let some of these things just settle in. Uh, I, I know, you know, we have some youth, we have some younger folks, we have junior high, high school. You know, and maybe this doesn't seem relevant to you because you're not really thinking about, you know, your career or, or you know, how you're going to make money right now. You're just thinking about, you know, what you're going to do this afternoon or, you know, I, I, I was, was that age too. I still think about these things. You're thinking about Fortnite or whatever. But brothers and sisters, maybe even for you, what I suggest, even you, through Christ, can do greater things. Did you know you could bless someone too? Did you know junior high, high school, that by talking to someone else and, you know, maybe just being kind to them, you could be a blessing. Did you know that? That could be your mission. Yeah? I've seen some of you. You you take a a new kid and you show them around. You're like, hey, come with me. Come eat with me. That's mission. That's beautiful. That's living on purpose. That's an important thing. You're sharing the love of Christ. Right? So maybe just, uh, let's just take a moment to just let this message breathe. And maybe to just pray, God, give me eyes to see. And it's not necessarily something you need to feel guilty about, but the idea that maybe we are missing out on blessing, on joy, on purpose, on meaning. Maybe there are some people you could bless today some ways that you can serve that you can be for God's people you can be for the nations you can be for for the world and not even leave Ann Arbor (laughs) not even leave uh, your neighborhood but you could do it right here and now God, I pray that the people gathered here, your children, will not just sleepwalk through life, not just go through the motions, just do what we've always done, take the path of least resistance, God, but that you will give us eyes to see where we can serve, where there is brokenness, where there is hurting, where there is need, God, for your kingdom to come on earth as it is in heaven. Give us eyes to see and give us, God, the willingness to be able to act on those things. Whether it be a dream for our future job or whether it be a conversation, a way to bless someone right here and right now. God, we thank you, Lord, that you give us these opportunities to be involved in mission. God, we thank you, Lord, that we get to be a blessing because it is a blessing to be a blessing. And God, we thank you for all the things that you've shown us in Louisville and all the things that you will continue to show us here at LGM and uh, in Ann Arbor and in Michigan and beyond. God, we want to partner with you. Lord, we want to say, God, we are here. Send us. Show us where to go. May we just be obedient, God, to what you call us to each and every moment in our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.